0: And it is a, a good thing to recognize. I mean, we've been using the word transition, but uh, for those that are are joining us, we really haven't had to worry about nursery in quite some time, or or children's children's junior church. And with the Viens returning to us, and and you guys joining us, all of a sudden, um, so we are talking structure and uh, including MBBI. Uh, I think I've shared this before. The teachers generally, they're um, the Teach Tuesday night in our kids club are the ones that are going to teach um, Sunday mornings with our junior church just to keep the same material and the kids are already familiar with it and whatnot. Um, so that's, that's exciting. And, I mean, if God brings us children, maybe God bring us teens. We'll have to wait a little bit for Carly, but... Um, you, you, never, you never know, right? And uh, sometimes when we pray, I think it was Gary Long mentioned that we pray pray for for god to send what we can handle right and 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 what we're able what we're able to to process and uh, so i'm going to ask you to turn with me in your bibles to galatians we kind of started out there last sunday and and uh, i put her in four-wheel drive and then had to kick her out again Um, just because there's there's too many too many things in here not not to mention and not to get into so galatians chapter one and I'll just kind of rehearse why the connection is there with Acts and why we're here. Uh, but God's people need to be able to handle their own Bibles, right? If we can't handle the scriptures and and show people, uh, it would almost be like a, a teacher taking the classroom not being able to handle a textbook, right? How long would you listen to that teacher if they didn't know what they were talking about or... Or couldn't show you the the basic principles of what they they're they're saying you're in my class and you need to know this and then to watch them fumble through what they place priority on i mean you'd have me for maybe 20 seconds i'd, I'd be polite <laughs> i'd be like you know what I, you know, it, this is this class really probably isn't for me now nah, i'd be longer than 20 seconds that'd be pretty harsh walking out of a class after 20 seconds but you know what might, the principles there if you if you don't if you can't show them, if you look like you're, you're wrestling with, with some of the basic tenets, uh, you're almost saying you don't care. So God's people should need to, must be able to handle their own scriptures. And that, that's where my passion would step in. I love watching things connect. Right? I love watching people go, oh, and then be able to share and, and be able to, to read for themselves and we continue from there. So let me pray and uh, we'll step into the text this morning. Heavenly Father, Lord, as we uh, just open your word, we, we recognize that we come before your authority, um, Lord, we're living in a world that I think it, it, it believes with all its systems and all its intellect and all its, its desires, it believes it's in control. But Lord, as we open the pages of Scripture, Lord, I pray that you would help us quiet our hearts. Not just to the—I mean hear Sunday school stories, or not just to, to recognize principles, but to, to bend our knee to your authority. And Lord, we need to be able to handle your word. We need to be able to show people. We need to be able to, to stop people from some of these directions that they're taking and say, what does God say? And Lord, I believe with all my heart that that's what will bring revival, the Spirit of God through the Word of God. So this morning, as we we just read through and work through some of these passages, Lord, I just ask that you you would open our eyes and our hearts, and we would become more equipped to declare you, and I pray these things in your name, amen. So hopefully you had a chance to grab your notes. And why we're in Galatians, because in Acts 9.23, it says, Now after many days were passed, we recognize that right around three years had passed in that time frame. And the, the best passage that I can find that explains what took place in that three years, that not as many days had passed, is Galatians chapter 1. And Galatians chapter 1 um, would be one of the, the earliest epistles written. Um, it's it's written probably before the acts 15 council is gathered Uh, but there are so many tenets as we step into this that that we really need to understand so i'm just going to start in verse one i'm going to read down to it Um, for those that have 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 learned with me and whatnot sometimes i stop and i i'll I'll maybe speak to a word or what have you i'll try and keep that to a minimal Um, but just a walking narrative Galatians chapter 1 verse 1 says this, Paul, an apostle, not from men nor through man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead, and all the brethren who are with me. Now we understand when we study there, Paul is probably writing from Damascus a couple years after the narrative in Acts 9 that we're reading. Um, He's got brethren, he's got born-again believers around him at that church in Antioch. To the churches of Galatia, grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us or take us out, deliver us from this present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Verse 6, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him, "...who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel. Which is not another, but there are some who would trouble you and want to pervert or distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed." Galatians 1, verse 9, as we have said before, can you sense the tension there? I mean, the idea of being a curse, I mean, this is not a small, small thing. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be a curse. How important is it to have the same gospel as what Jesus presented? <laughs> Quite important, yes. Yeah. For do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I still pleased men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. But I make known to you, brethren, or again believers, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. For I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it, but it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my former conduct in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God beyond measure and tried to destroy it. And I advanced in Judaism, okay, and this would be what the Pharisees had turned it into, Pharisaic Judaism, beyond Many of my contemporaries in my own nation being more exceedingly zealous for the tradition of my fathers. I mean, it it, it, heritage heresy. I mean, this is what, what my daddy and his daddy believed. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through His grace to reveal His Son in me... That I might preach him among the Gentiles. I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me, but I went to Arabia. Now, I don't, I had a map up here and and Edward's in the back, but um, I'll post that on Sunday night Bible study page too. But he went to Arabia and returned again to Damascus. Right? so that's about 3 years in bed, and that's where we have that acts 923 but let's finish the chapter then after 3 years because we're going to get into this when we get past acts 9 i think 27 then after 3 years after he's lowered down through the basket okay i went up to jerusalem to see peter and remained with him 15 days but i saw none of the other apostles except james the lord's brother Uh, Now concerning the things which I write to you indeed before God, I do not lie. Afterward, I went into the regions of Syria and Cilicia. And I was known by the face of the churches of Judea, which were in Christ. But they were hearing only that he who formerly persecuted us now preaches the faith which he once tried to destroy, and they glorified God in me. A lot of time frame in there. And when we recognize that from his conversion to his first missionary trip, there's actually about 18 years. It didn't just happen. A lot of different events take place in there. So let's just come back up to Galatians 1, verse 3, and we'll we'll work through some of this because the gospel is so important. Uh, I wrote down a couple questions uh, thinking back to your own decision for Christ. How was Christ shared to you How was the gospel proclaimed to you were you were you shown from the word of god the gospel were you shown the tenants or were you shared an idea about god's love jesus on the cross tomb resurrection Um, i mean i'm right or wrong i'm not i'm not parking there but i'm just like culture what what how, how was Christ presented to you? I mean, I was age five when I placed my faith in Christ. Now, I had, I had Christian family. Um, I had my grandparents. Um, and they always talked about Jesus dying on the cross. I mean, that was, that was one of their priorities, right? That was continually there. Um, and I mean, I was five. But I don't remember being shown from Scripture much who christ is i don't remember going you need to read this and understand it and and those are just different tenets as as we're thinking through this so if we were to step into galatians just kind of what's god's kind of laid on my heart with this acts 9 23 we see verse 3 opening up all right it says grace to you and peace from God the Father, and and what I did in my Bible, I drew a line because there's two two parties involved here, right? We've got God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, right? Grace, oftentimes when you study, we use we use a definition, don't we? Undeserved favor, and we move on. Uh, if you were to read through the book of Ephesians. Uh, I think it's seven times that it's mentioned there. And each one, it comes, it's connected with a gift. It's connected with grace being given to be used. Right, This grace, this spirit-gifted favor. Yes, you don't deserve it, but it's meant to be used. And as Paul's writing to this church, he, he, I, I see him saying there, grace, the spirit-gifting to you and peace, that peace, would be speaking to Jew and Gentile being one in Christ, the grafting, that mystery, as Paul in all his letters there addresses, the spirit gifting and this peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Why is that important? Do we have any Jews, Jewish ethnic group, anybody born in Israel and, and part of that nationality? So that we would all fall underneath the Gentile category, right? And if it wasn't for what Jesus did on the cross, breaking down that middle wall of separation, we wouldn't be grafted into this promise, right? Who broke down the middle wall of separation? The Lord Jesus Christ did on the cross, right? So all of a sudden there, we find ourselves going a little bit deeper. We've got God the Father and our Lord, Kyrios, deity, Jesus, knowing he's Jesus from Nazareth, the anointed, chosen king. You've got two. I want you to think about that for a second. Because who did Paul just meet, sorry, Saul meet on the road to Damascus? Who did he meet? He called him Lord several times, right? Lord, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting right was he talking to the father or was he talking to to king jesus i think keith mcmahon would say the answer is yes right we wouldn't try and separate the trinity but but we have a very we have the king the anointed chosen one who came He, he he came to the flock of israel they rejected him they crucified him they buried him who raised him the Father, God raised him, and where is he now? He's at the right hand of the Father, right? It's the same, same setup. Our authority is the same. As I read the scriptures, I, I, I'm not ooh, trying to picture this. God the Father and Christ the King is at his right hand. Turn to Revelation 21 for me. Revelation chapter 21. As I was thinking about that picture. Well, maybe to be better off in, in chapter 22, sorry. <clears throat> it's at the tail end, but I'm just looking for this clear, clear picture of God the Father and His King, of His anointed chosen one. Revelation 22 begins in one, and I'm just trying to get this picture, okay? See it with me and he showed me a pure river of water of life clear as crystal and proceeding from the throne of god and of the lamb who's the lamb king jesus this is the new heavens and new earth but right now in the in the heavenly realm the third heaven we have god the father and his king seated at the right hand uh just continue reading again. In the middle of its street, and either side of the river, was the tree of life, which bore 12 fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the trees were for healing of the nations. We know there'll be Gentiles, right, in the new heavens and new earth. Hallelujah. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God. Can you see the throne of God? I mean, it's, it's just figuratively. You have the throne of God, the Father, And of the Lamb. This is the resurrected, anointed one. This is King Jesus. uh, Shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. Are you a servant? (laughs) We could go in that direction there. But, But see that. See God's government set up. God the Father and his Son, the anointed, the Messiah, King. Okay, Coming back to Galatians. Now, I read that verse differently with that connection. God the Father and His King at His right hand. Grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, His King. The hour is speaking to them being Gentiles. They've been grafted in. Let's look at verse 4 because I mean I highlighted it here in this chapter 1 I think gospel is mentioned at least six times what is the gospel? well I think we can find it in this introduction if you were looking to present a pure gospel to someone one that's not distorted or perverted I think Paul does it here it says who gave himself for our sins who's the who? King Jesus, how about we use the text, right? And I know you are, but you have our Lord, who's fully God, he's deity, Jesus, the anointed chosen one, he is the Christ, seated at the right hand of the Father. He, the King, God's only Son, begotten, heir to everything, King of kings, Lord of lords, he gave himself for our sins. What paid the price for sins? His blood. The king's blood. The perfect sacrifice's blood. Right? King Jesus, the Christ's blood, who gave himself for our sins, if we were to keep it in context, it's still the Gentiles, that he might, let's put our thinking caps on, that he might deliver us from this present evil age. Hmm is this age evil <laughs> i mean we, we would all agree i mean it, it's heading in one direction was it evil back in first century certainly I, I don't think you would find well you wouldn't find cell phones and all internet and everything like that but you wouldn't find too much different i mean pedophilia was legal it was encouraged homosexuality made you popular um, everything from—I oh, mean, if we were to get and study of debauchery and all the different parties—and I mean, that was culture. Um, it wasn't that different. No, we're not going to go there. It says there to deliver us from this present evil age. What does that mean? If you look at that word, deliver. It means to take us out. Right. I have another note here to remove us from the present evil age. Well, let's think just from the verse, right? From the verse, who takes us out of this present evil age? It says he does, right? King Jesus does. Is that something he's doing now in the present? Well, certainly, right? If we were, if we were to study and then we'd have to step into like a three-year study of Galatians to get all the way through it, but we've been given his spirit, who leads us out of sin's bondage, doesn't he? Right? Christ himself leads us to separate from the world, separate from this present evil age and all the things that go in it. We're not held by that anymore. I mean, we still struggle with it, but it's he who takes us out of it. It's he who delivers us from that. And, and that's such an encouraging thing when I think about my own personal struggles. And the people who I sit and, and I counsel with, and, and I use this term a lot there, That are you sure that's not just your humanity? Because a lot of our struggles is our humanity. We can't escape our sin nature. We can't escape some, some ways that we think and some of the things that we fixate on, right? Um, we're promised victory one day, and we're promised to be helped through those things. But let's recognize it's Christ who does that. Can we approach this passage? And those that know me enough there will be like, well, we can't have a message without speaking about wrath somehow. <laughs> right? can, we, can we approach this passage recognizing that there's a prophetic program in place? Right? Can we read this passage thinking about the rapture? Right? What, was, what was imminent for Paul and the apostles as they stepped out in ministry? Christ's return for His people—that's what helped them through their suffering. That's what led them through all the the different wars and 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 the the potential martyrdom. There, it was Christ can come back at any time, and He's going to make things right. It's something I think we forget about sometimes in our struggles. We had I had a gentleman because I don't have a chair in my office. The poor fellow had to sit on the floor. Right, but he, he was talking about some of his struggles with government, right, and his struggles with the direction of society, and and, and and you could see the weight on his mind. And I asked him, I said, do you do you tend to think about things a lot? Like do you, do you dwell on things a lot? And he's like, how how can you not? I turn the radio on, and there it is, and I turn, you know, it, it it's everywhere. It just just makes him angry. And I took him to this verse, right? This is the gospel Christ gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil age right we're not we're not to be caught up in the nonsense of the world we're going to be removed from it right christ is coming back and when we live with that we can put one step in front of the other we can continue to meet even though uh, potentially at any moment i could go for a ride as the doors open like i mean we can continue to do that because christ's promise is there if christ was to remove his church the coming rapture what follows seven-year tribulation right where god purges and purifies what the present evil age the evil of it so i mean we have that promise we have him giving himself for our sins that he may deliver us who's the us Born again believers, specifically here, it would be speaking to the Gentiles who are grafted in from this present evil age. It's the same in in AD, let's say he's writing this in AD 52 to 2023. That age is still evil as the ruler of this world, Satan, takes and follows. um, According to the will of God and Father, to whom be the glory forever and ever. I would present... That this is the gospel. This is the gospel. Uh, Friday night, we took the teens to 1 Corinthians 15. How would you share the gospel, a pure gospel? A gospel where you can show them. And just turn there with me, 1 Corinthians 15. Because many people, culture, I'm going to say even churches, distort the gospel. We've got King Jesus, God's anointed chosen one, the Son of God, taking on flesh, dying on the cross, so that he might save, deliver, take his people out of this present evil age, that rapture and purging and purifying. 1 Corinthians 15, and we've been here many, many times. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel. Be pretty simple, right? Paul's gospel. He's writing Galatians, which I preached to you, which also you received, and in which you stand, by which also you are saved. And we ask the question: From what? Okay, if you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you first of all that which I also received, that the anointed chosen one died for our sins according to the scriptures what scriptures old testament that's right new testament wasn't written yet that's why we spend whole time reading 100 verses before the service right according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures old testament and then he was seen by Cephas and by the twelve, and it shows the resurrection appearances. If you were to finish that chapter, you would take it right in. Let's come down to verse 24 of the same chapter. I have it highlighted in blue. Takes you right into the end of the thousand-year reign of Christ. Then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom of God to the Father, and he puts an end to all rule and authority and power. For he must reign till he has put all the enemies under his feet. The last enemy that will be destroyed is death. Then we have the new heavens and new earth. So we've got Christ, the anointed chosen one, the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died. He, he died, he gave himself for our sins, right? And we have just the very fact that he will take us out of this present evil age. I think that's about as simple as you can get the gospel. That's about as simple as you can get it. Maybe just in our time closing, and we need to be able to handle that, and that'll be a point where work through that passage. Let's just go to Romans 10. Romans 10. These passages keep coming up to me through conversations and, and what have you as I'm reading Romans 10 we're very familiar with the Romans road but this 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 principle of being saved or delivered taken out of this present evil age knowing that, that this seven year tribulation is coming um, that seven year tribulation all through the Old Testament was called the Day of the Lord. Let's look at verse 13 of, of Romans chapter 10 with me. What's it say? For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Where's that quotation taken from? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm hearing it. We, we've been here. It's taken from Joel chapter 2. What's the context of Joel chapter 2? coming day of the lord right that's the context of this passage that he's going to deliver us from this present evil age and then comes the day of the lord that seven-year wrath now we got four minutes i think we can do that just come up to verse one and this is this is working through a gospel showing them the gospel being able to show this to our children and grandchildren walking through it Read Joel chapter 2 verse first, right, to help you understand it. But it says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved, taken out of this present evil age because the wrath is coming. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's right-way righteousness, and seeking to establish their own righteousness, having not submitted to the righteousness of God. And they've always said, we're going to do it our way. Right? And God's going, no, we have a fellowship covenant, and you do it my way, or I will deal with you. Verse 4, for Christ, the anointed chosen one, is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. We follow Christ now. We follow the king, his spirit within us, his word. For Moses writes about the righteousness which is of the law. The man who does those things shall live by them. But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? And you'll find those quotes in Deuteronomy 30. right? A beautiful passage about life, loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength in the Messianic kingdom, Deuteronomy 30. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth, and in your heart. We're back to it in Galatians. Can you ask Jesus into your heart? You certainly can. It's biblical language all through. The transaction takes place, the Spirit of God through the word of God, in you. in your heart that is the word of faith that we preach that if you confess with your mouth here we go again the lord jesus and believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead you will be saved you'll be taken out of this present evil age you will be saved from the coming day of the lord for with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Right? And yes, you are saved. Your sins are paid for. Right? The blood of Jesus paid for it. But you've called on the name of Jesus, and you're saved from that wrath, that day of the Lord that's coming. For Scripture, Old Testament Scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. That's what is appearing, right? That's, that's taken from Joel chapter 2 as well. That's how I know it's the day of the Lord. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. There's peace. That middle wall separation is broken. There's no distinction right? between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is over all, is rich to all who call upon Him. Joel chapter 2. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be... Saved. The same gospel word is used in Galatians and in 1 Corinthians 15. Is this the gospel that we should be presenting? What did Galatians say was the consequence if we are sharing any other distorted gospel? I humbly, humbly, I'm not trying to make enemies and I'm not trying to put it, but humbly there is a, a curse. Is that collect, connect? connected with malachi the last verse of malachi i'm not sure but i also know that we're living in a present age where a lot of churches don't even open their bibles a lot of pastors would rather present stuff right and a lot of flashy and, and slides and movies and all this different stuff i was chuckling last night not to get too distracted we watched frozen 2. And I was thinking some pastors would probably try and take an illustration from Frozen 2 and build their sermon around it. No, no, no. that's not what Paul did. That's not what Jesus did. We need to be able to handle our scriptures and share the gospel. It's not complicated. We just need to be able to walk people through so they can read it. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, many ways we can get up here and and hoop and holler and try and create an energy, Lord, towards... um, exciting people, Lord. Uh, Lord, I just don't feel that that was the, the case this morning. Lord, I pray as your word is open that we would see that you speak through your word. Your spirit works through your word. And Lord, I pray that these truths would settle on our hearts. Uh, Lord, that we would read them and reread them. And, and Lord, we would look at them and, and yes, we would try and memorize them. But Lord, we would memorize where they are so we can show people Lord, my prayer would be that we wouldn't just be presenting ideas. where we would be presenting you from your scriptures, according to the scriptures. And Lord, again, I believe that that's for revival in our own hearts, our own spiritual walks, our own alone time with you in the mornings as we pour over the pages of of your word. And Lord, then in turn, um, when we're given opportunities to share, we're able to show people the excitement and how it's changing our own lives. And Lord, we do recognize the seriousness. Faithful men of God, you used to write down these scriptures, and they lived every moment like you were going to take them up, and the wrath would be poured out. And I pray that you would somehow open the eyes of our heart to the urgency that we need to be living out in our day-to-day. Lord, be with us. Be with our families that don't know you, Lord, some of our families know so much about your word that, Lord, they've, they've hardened their hearts towards the things of you. And, Lord, if there are areas in our life that if you were to return and we would be found ashamed at your appearing, Lord, I pray that you would give us the boldness to deal with those things and be restored to fellowship. Be with us as we go from here, Lord, the hikes and the family time and whatever else it is. Lord, I just pray that, again, these truths would become priority in our lives. And I pray these things in your name. Amen.